Yes, you do bitch that much. Oh, I do not. So before we go any further, let's get the elephant out of the room. You watch any good football over the past week? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I saw a whole bunch of shitty football. I'm leaving it at that. I shall refer you to the Thursday, the second game of last Thursday, where the Dallas Cowboys hosted the Las Vegas Raiders. I do got to say, in all serious, though, um, as easy as it would be to rip on you, um, as easy as it would be, I will not because that was a very good football game. There's a lot of bullshit calls. I agree 100%. Those refs were on the take? No. (laughs) No, they weren't on the take because they sucked all the way around. (laughs) There was shit calls on both sides, dude. But the, the, and and like I texted you during the game, (laughs) I hated to see such a good football game end the way that game ended. Uh, it's just disgusting. I mean, it it is it was it was the right call, just a boneheaded play. And you would you would think um what was it? who was that guy? I the, I don't remember. But that was the third time he got called for pass interference in the game mm-hmm. and it should have been the fourth. No. They missed one. It, no. Yeah, they, they missed they, one. They they got to let them play. Even even uh Troy Aikman said on Sunday that you know, it's like I, you know, there was a lot of like call that they were just letting them go, and it's like, boy, they would have called that in the Dallas game. You damn right, you damn right, they would have. Oh, that they overcalled everything. That that officiating crew was fucking atrocious. That is probably the worst officiated game I've seen all season. And don't get me wrong, I I, I was thankful for the Raiders to come away with a win. Hard fought football game. Both teams played really really well. Um, and there was some stupid penalties, but a lot of shit that should not have been called. Um, just horribly officiated game. But since I got class, since I got class, I didn't put my Derek Carr jersey on before you got here. It wouldn't have mattered if you did. No, I was just... Nobody can see shit. Oh, we can do that now. I know, I know, I know, but you haven't... I haven't yet. I haven't. Yeah, you you need you need to fucking do something. You need to shave or something. I'm actually getting a haircut Saturday. Well, thank God for that. I'm getting a haircut Saturday. No, get get most of it cut. I'm getting uh, get uh, get something that looks. I mean, you you know you own a mirror, so I mean, let's let's be honest here. You you need help. (laughs) I don't need help. (laughs) I look fantastical. (laughs) No. Look, I, I've known you for that many years, and I've never, I've never steered, I've never said anything bad about you and all that. But I mean, listen, you know, you, you fell out in the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. This coming from a guy that looks like you, you was hitting the face with a bag of what the fuck? There's no need to be that way. So ugly, your mama fed you with a slingshot. Oh, no, let's not, let's not fight with each other. There's another pressing matter we have to take care of. What? Now you know I'm, I'm a fan of my fans. Yes. And and I am also, you know, a very nice man to people. Yes. I got a a a I guess just a, a reminder, uh-huh, that uh one of our our listeners 
uh, does not like, you know, and actually gets angry when we mention a certain song. Yes, now, I saw that. No, now, now he see he you know he he actually spoke to me and and I was all I was all ready and willing um, to give a heartfelt apology and uh, you know and say you know I because I don't want to make people angry. I want people to enjoy themselves. Right. You know, and I was gonna say you know we're gonna apologize and we're gonna just never mention the song again. But then, but then. He went on Facebook. Yes, he did. And he posted the song and then put vulgarities to you and me. So you know what? There's your apology. You ain't getting it. And now you just made it 10 times worse. Uh, For those of you who may not know, if you happen to know our friend Jim Miller, send him. If you're friends with him on Facebook or any other social media. Spam him with the song Blue by Eiffel 65. I was going to be the bigger person. I was there. I was there. Yep. And he had to go and run. He went went and parked in the fire lane. I tried. I tried so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to. I tried to. I even said, "What did I do? I I can't. I, I just you. He posted the song uh, un uh, unprompted. He posted it. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would you do this? Yeah. Why you do this? Maybe he was feeling guilty of making me feel guilty. Possibly. You know. Yeah. Po- I mean, that's I'm, a mabability. That's. Yeah. I guess we'll never. We'll never know. Um. <laughs> bef- before we dive into our topic. Mm-hmm. I want to take a minute to thank all of our listeners, and because uh, I we got our I got our Spotify wrap up for the year. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had people that uh, we have people that listen to us on a regular basis from six different countries, like repeatedly listen yeah. to the show from at least at least six different countries. Um, we've posted 30, I think 37 episodes throughout the course of this year Mm. and, uh, you know, well over, uh, well over a thousand minutes of content, 71% of our audience. This is their most listened to podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So from the bottom of my pee picking little heart, everybody who listens to this, thank you very much. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, we really, uh, we really. Oh, well, at least I do. I think Bill does too. What appreciates our listeners? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course I do. You know. I, well, you never know with you. Hey, hey. I, I don't just come down here to talk to you. Well, no. You know, <laughs> I don't just invite you here to talk to you either. But um, um, thank you for helping for for listening to us and allowing us to. Uh, get this out you guys uh, you make it you make this fun you make it worth it and uh, we're, we're we've got some new stuff in the uh, in the works we I have grown our I I me I'll take credit for this one I've grown our TikTok following to over a thousand followers now Jesus Christ so I can actually go live yeah. on TikTok all right so, I'm, I'm not on TikTok so I can't right. I don't speak um, to it <laughs> uh, on TikTok, you can find us at Oh No Not Them, 
But anyway, uh, we can now go live on TikTok. So that's something that I want to talk to you isn't, off air about. Isn't that only a few minutes, though? You can go you know, live. You can go. Uh, I don't think there's a time limit on live. Huh. But like actual TikTok videos, you can now do up to three minutes. <gasps> three whole minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it used to be 15 seconds, 60 seconds. I thought that was 15. Vine. Well, TikTok used to be kind of like Vine, I think. But anyway, or no, it was, uh, what the hell was it? It had another name before it was TikTok, but anyway, uh, we are now, um, okay. as of la- like the last time I checked, we were at like 1,150 followers. Damn. Yeah. So at 1,000, that's the first plateau. What the hell are you doing on there? Making moves, man. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, that's not an answer. That's not that's that's what that's Wolf of Wall Street bullshit. What are you doing? Making moves. Are you are you showing things you shouldn't be showing? No. You promise? I promise. All right. Because I don't want someone to come up to me and like, you know. No, I do that on my premium Snapchat. Yeah. Saying, hey, it's you. Are you from Oh No Not Them? Yeah. And then butcher me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I want to get some stuff uh, set up that we can actually do a live thing because mm. uh, do like a live Q&A one night before the show. Oh. What are we going to ask our audience? No, they're going to ask us. That's how this works. We're we are the <laughs> ones going live. People ask us questions. You fucking dolt. Damn. Why you got to be so mean there? There's my question. Why you gotta be so mean? You make it so easy. <laughs> Damn. All right. I'm so, the smart one of the group too. Yeah, that's up for debate. Why are you looking at the chair like it's that no one's gonna agree with you? Nobody. Hey, <laughs> my friend is sitting there. <laughs> no one is gonna agree with you. We all know they've hurt they've over the years, uh-huh. year, how long ever. They've heard my opinions and your opinions, and I'm sure if we put it up for a vote, they would agree more with me than you with a lot of things. Well, they're allowed to be wrong, too. As a matter of fact, it's funny. I don't go on Facebook much except to look at memories because I think they're hilarious. Uh huh. I think seven years ago we got into an argument on Facebook over David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're still arguing about this. Oh, that'll, that's a debate. That's going to rage on forever. But uh, I reposted a memory of you, I and a- of you, Andy and I at yeah. the uh, at w- uh, what was it? The Battlegrounds show. So I, I, all I remember was that um, certain person taking the shirt off. That's <laughs> Jesus. That's one part of it. I remember. I remember yeah. a lot of it. Me and Andy were talking about that the other night. How one, how great that show was. Yeah, we were uh, uh, doing commentary. <laughs> In the second <laughs> row, uh, we had uh, Nick Massington was behind us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick and, and his family were behind us, and they were he he, he was giggling a, back, a bit <laughs> at our commentary. Um, that was the night we we tried to get Dreamer to hit the referee. Yeah, and uh, that was a Sunday night show. We see we see Tommy Dreamer at the Pomeranian High School on Sunday night. The next night he's on Raw. Mm. <laughs> that was such that was such a that was such a fun show too. It was it was a great show. Yeah. Um, I would. Uh, I need an independent wrestling show in my life. Yep, there's Broadheadsville now. Yeah, I've been sending the pictures to that. 
up in Broadheadsville, they um, they have at Signature stuff. Academy. Yeah, and I know I know the guy who runs that. Oh, yeah, uh, from the ju- from okay. from my travels in the ju- jujitsu. World. Yeah, because Andy Hitter uh, wrestles there, and I figure that's close enough that uh, yeah, I can actually get tickets to go and see some good good stuff. Yeah, AJ Hiller is the guy that runs Signature mm-hmm. Academy, and through my travels in the in the jujitsu world, mm-hmm. I got to know. AJ pretty well. He's a good dude, real good dude. His he has uh he has his place in Broadheadsville, but their main gym is the Signature Training Academy, right on Main Street in Stroudsburg. Okay, uh, it's right up like a block up from the Sherman. Okay, yeah, yeah. So one of those shows as soon as the new year happens, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna check one of those out. Yeah, we got we got we're gonna have a pretty busy beginning to the new year. We are. Well, I know I will, because uh, me, you, and Jim have the ghost show. It's February. Right. But two weeks before that, I won tickets to see Journey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. My, my busyness starts like, has started already. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I won tickets on uh, 99.9 to go see Journey and Billy Idol at the Wells Fargo. All right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't, I cannot, I cannot wait to see Ghost and Volbeat. That, that is just going to be badass. Uh, that's going to be badass. Um, what the hell else do we got? Oh, we passed uh, our our Ono oh Not Them family passed another milestone mm-hmm. this past week. Your lovely daughter Val celebrated her 18th birthday. Yep, <sighs> dude. Welcome to the club. No, you got boys. It's different, man. Oh, it's, I know it's, it's different. So it's so different. I know it's different. Um, we have we're having we're having her birthday party. We we went out for her birthday uh, at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, um, I got the unfortunately got the mango habanero wings. Uh huh. I really do enjoy them. Oh, but oh, they they oh they just the they, lingering afterburn. Oh yeah, it just hurts. It hurts. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's like it just. But you know, I still like you know. And of course, the kids were not. Well, Ryan, I think he was jealous that Val was getting all the attention. So it's like he's not having the wasn't having the best of times. Yeah. And now we're having a party at the house. This weekend, we're all of her friends. Nice. And I said, don't think I'm going to be nice to him. So <laughs> so basically, you're going to have a house full of teenage girls. No, not. It's it's very co-ed. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's, it's boys and girls showing up. I think it's almost like six and six. Mm. And it's like, you know. The, the, the people she keeps telling me her friends think I don't like them uh-huh. because I I never smile. Right. I, you start smiling at teenagers. You got people coming to your door. You can't be doing that. Yeah, you end up on a list. Yeah, so you, you end up on a list. You know, I'd rather they think I don't like them. Right. I don't really know them, and I don't. <laughs> it's like I, I think I'm I, not going to be hanging out with them. I think I should pull a Billy Belowski. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Can I use your toilet? No. Oh, good, because I pissed in your garden. <laughs> I did that once before. Yeah. Yeah. I did that once before. At least it wouldn't let you talk to me for two years. Yeah, it wasn't that long, was it? It was two years, man. Uh, and it wasn't a guy. Go- it wasn't your garden. It was a tree. Yep. So, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know what's going to be going on this weekend. I'm not. I mean, I said I don't want anything to do with planning this. Yeah. Because you know Val has. So much stuff that she wants or doesn't want, and uh, 
it's it's like I she's changing her mind on things. It's like I don't want any part of planning this because I'm not going to get a headache. Yeah, you know. See, I I I I didn't have to go through it with any do- with daughters. <sighs> um, and luckily my boys are all very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. But I kind of went through it a little bit with my sister. Okay, because Amber's so much younger than I am. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel your pain, but in a different way. Yeah, so it's but also the tree lighting is that day. Oh, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna start the party. We're gonna leave the party, everybody, to go down to the tree lighting and then come back. Right. And I'm wondering how many people are gonna come back. So you're doing uh your tree this year's what, think spring, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's it's uh we just got a lot of flowers. Uh we dedicated one to her grandmother, one to my mom. Nice. And uh, did you hear someone was caught stealing ornaments down there? Really? Yes. Well, when, now when I say caught, they were seen doing it. Uh-huh. And the police were called by the time that anybody got there, she had gone. It was a female doing it. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because I was, I'm clear, I as dragging up all the Christmas stuff, I still have all of the decorations from all the trees that we've done. And I totally said, we, we have to start going through these. And we did um, the game tree. Uh, two years ago. Yeah. And when we went to clean it off, somebody had stolen the Scrabble. Ha- I had three Scrabble things uh-huh. all glued together as a family game night. Right. Somebody had stolen the word family. Huh. So at Christmas, somebody <laughs> is putting on their tree at home my Scrabble idea with the word just family on it. I I really hope when you look at that, you remember just stealing off of a tree. <laughs> In the, I hope that's the memory you take from that. Yeah, well, the problem is <laughs> you, people don't people have no shame, and it, it, people are people are scumbags. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when I stole that ornament? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're British, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> you, around here, it's more like you remember when I stole that ornament in a tree in the park. Yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> You know, at least it's like maybe it fell off. It was nigh tied to the tree. It didn't fall off. No, it was removed. Yeah. It's like I, I was thinking, you know, take all three. There's a message there. Right. You know? Yeah. But okay. You know, I, I mean, I, I have seen it before. I've heard of it before, too. People just stealing nice ornaments off those trees. Yeah. Which has got to be stealing ornaments off a Christmas tree. I mean, I've done some pretty low things. I have. But man, I've never taken ornaments off of a tree. No. Yeah, that of all the fuckery we did though, that's one thing we never were was thieves. Yeah. I think the um the giving tree in Lehighton was always that that one always got me too because they would bring hats and gloves in. Uh-huh. And put them all over the tree, and it's I think it's a book or, or shit, I don't know. It probably is. And but you know, it's a lovely sentiment. And then like 10 minutes into the like the tree being there, everything's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people and like and they're like, please only take them if you need them. Nobody's doing that. They're selling them online. Yeah, nowadays, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, anything kind of stolen is is just either sold online or you know, my stuff was just made of scrap metal. Yeah. Ugh. Or around here is converted to meth. Meth. Doesn't seem like such a methy area. Oh, it is. Seems like cocaine be more. No, no. This area is this area is uh, heroin and meth. Oh. Yeah, lovely combination. Mm-hmm. But anyway, enough of that shit. Yes. 
if you were with us on our last episode, you remember we talked that uh, we were going to do a deep dive into Ozzy Osbourne's solo career. Mm-hmm. I'm hit with a few thoughts, and we will get through yep. those thoughts as we go. And before we begin, in honor of our maestro from Over the Pond, I bought in crisps. Oh, Cheddar and onion crisps from Ooh, uh, the United Kingdom. Oh, I bet you those are tasty. I, I don't know. I'm not. I like sour cream and onion. I've never had cheddar and onion. So, but it's from United Kingdom. So maybe Ozzy himself has eaten these. Pipers made yes. by farmers. Lie cross cheddar and onion crisps. Hey, do you ever notice something really weird too? What's that? That like Sharon and Ozzy both have British accents uh-huh. and like Jack doesn't. Well, Jack, I think, was born in the States. Yeah, but, I mean, he's still, he's British, though. He has British parents. That's a British flavor. Those are brilliant. Yep. Those are fantastic. You can barely taste the onion. It's a hint. Right. Mm. And not a whole lot of cheddar, either. No, it's very good. Subtle, subtle, the flavor. Yeah, and crispy. Very. Yeah. Those are good, man. I think that may be the favorite munch pack item you brought here. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I went through I went through that box a little bit too quickly. There was some really good stuff in this one this this time around. <clears throat> Somebody made a candy jelly donut. Candy jelly donut. Yeah, it's it's a donut. Uh-huh. But it's actually like cake and candy. Wow. It's 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 brilliant. Huh. Where was that from? I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. No, I have you, nice you need things. the details. I don't do details. I get that all the time. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, uh, you know, this one had a baby. Oh, how big was it? I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm. Well, didn't they tell you? No. Did you ask? No. What? what? That seems personal. <laughs> You're a fucking nitwit. <laughs> anyway. Um, so... After the Never Say Die album, mm-hmm. Ozzy was unceremoniously booted from Black Sabbath. Was staying in a hotel room, drinking himself stupid, uh, doing a lot of drugs. And his now wife, who was at the time just an acquaintance through his manager, Don Arden, because mm-hmm. Sharon was Don's is Don's daughter. Uh, Gets the you know you got to get back on the horse, Ozzy. I'm not going to do Sharon's voice no. just yet. <laughs> um, you got to get back on the horse, Ozzy. Let's put a band together. Mm-hmm. So, Ozzy gets his act together and puts together his solo band. The first iteration of his solo band, you have uh, Lee Kerslake on drums and Bob Daisley on bass, and the one and only. Randy motherfucking Rhodes on guitar. And they release what is a touchstone in heavy metal music. 1980, they release the Blizzard of Oz album. Mm-hmm. And it starts with an absolute banger, I don't know. Yep. What a great way to start a record. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome track just to kind of get right out the gate. This is what we're having here. Yep. 
And you kind of get you kind okay. Hey, here we go. Yeah, and it's so far removed from Black Sabbath. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a. a I don't want to say a poppier sound, but a more accessible sound than most of mm-hmm. Sabbath's yes. catalog. Most of Ozzy's stuff was very accessible. Yes, all throughout, and we'll get into that. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit mm-hmm. on on at least the first two albums. Because in my humble opinion, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman are flawless front to back. All right. I I cannot find a misstep on either album. If we were playing this as we did with the Kiss, yeah. What what would I add to a mixtape? Okay. Or even with the uh, the way we did Anthrax, mm-hmm. would I skip over it? There's nothing. On Blizzard, I would skip over. Yeah, there's a, there's a few that I don't. Me personally, I don't, and it's it's a running theme I notice with a lot of. I don't care for a lot of Ozzy slower stuff. Uh huh. You know, and not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad. I I pick like the ones that I really just enjoy, and and um, I I know I don't I didn't write down which ones that. I, I didn't, but I think I don't remember which one. Goodbye to Romance is on. That's on Blizzard. Yeah, track three. Yeah, that one I'm I'm not that much of a fan of. I love that song. Uh, D, love that song. Yeah, and it's not that they're bad. I just didn't care for them. When I actually went through this, I noticed the first three Ozzy albums were kind of hit and miss for me, which okay. was which was really odd. I because I yeah, but it was like it's having to when you listen to everything. Yeah. You get a different perspective on what you actually enjoyed. Yeah, and I will get into that in a few. Yeah, um, but you all—I mean, after I don't know you—you you get to Crazy Train. Yes, love that one. That that, that might be the one song that I just remember so much, in, you know, hearing. Well, that—that's uh, because it's—it's it's just an iconic song. Yeah, it's everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and everybody knows that. Everybody knows that opening guitar riff. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know, everybody knows that open that mm-hmm. that guitar riff. And for me personally, I will not go see an Ozzy tribute band mm-hmm. for the simple fact that I know Rhodes's work backwards and forwards. I know I can I'll know if there's a note wrong. Oh yeah, and that'll kill it for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, so but like Crazy Train is just that's that really is. The first iconic Ozzy solo song. Weirdly enough, though, I don't think they released a video to it till years later. They a tribute. Uh, the The video didn't come out till the live version of tribute. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that the video was like so. I mean, it got it came a life of its own without a video. Yeah, uh, and it's just uh, it's a, a really a tr- it's really a tribute to the brilliant songwriting mm-hmm. of that band. You know, and I, I have the writing credits in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the, uh, pretty much everything on this was written by Bob Daisley, Ozzy, and Randy Rose. Mm. Okay, and it's it's just a brilliantly constructed album, front to back. The sequencing is great. You know, the 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 flow of the album is really good. And to me, there's not a dog on the record. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick. Your favorite song on Blizzard. What is it? I think Suicide Solution. 
of all of my of favorite. I mean, that is, I I love that song. That's a great song, and uh, that was one of the ones what Ozzy was what Ozzy was sued over mm-hmm. because some nitwit got it in his head that he said, "Shoot, shoot, get the fucking gun." Mm-hmm. No, no, it's a vocal effect, and he never says "get the gun." Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. But that that song there, when Randy was alive, that was where he took his lead, his his unaccompanied solo in the live set. Yeah. And that is just that's a brilliant song. But for like for me, though, my favorite on Blizzard of Oz is probably Mr. Crowley. Mm-hmm. Love that song. That's a good one. That's one of, I like that one, too. From the keyboard intro, you know, just that dark, ominous keyboard yeah. intro. And the story of the song and the story of Aleister Crowley mm-hmm. is, you know, and shit, I named my son. I named my last <laughs> son after Aleister Crowley. Um, that is, you know, it, it, it's just a really well-constructed song, really well-written song. And the funny part is, I, I think you told me the story, and I had heard it before. Zach Wilde was uh they were recording and Zach was at some shop and he found a picture of Alistair Crowley mm-hmm. and he bought it and brought it back and hung it in the studio. And Ozzy says, Hey, who's that bold cunt? <laughs> and Zach's like, Oz, you've been singing about him for thirty years. That's Alistair Crowley. Oh, I don't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> that's, that's... I could I can I can picture Oz saying that too. Mm. But uh Blizzard of Oz front to back to me Spot on, not a dead spot, not a dead spot in the record. Nothing I, I'm going to skip. I know you had said you don't really care for no bone movies. Yeah, I'm not a, not a fan of that song. I like it. Yeah, my other one I liked off that is Steal Away the Night. Steal Away is a great song. Yeah. That it, and I've tried to learn that guitar part <laughs> for as relatively benign of a Randy Rhodes riff as that one sounds when you compare it to some of the other shit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking tough to play. I think a lot of his stuff seems to be oh his, uh, tougher to play. Rhodes' stuff is incredibly hard to play. Yeah, um, I mean the guy was a genius, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, and part of the reason he worked him and Ozzy worked so well together is Randy was a teacher, mm-hmm. so he had the patience to work with Ozzy. Ozzy would have an idea for a melody. Rhodes could work with him on it. Yeah, you know, and that's a great you know that was a great thing and a great help for Ozzy. But Randy Rhodes, I would you know. Of course, we lost him in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see. I would love to have seen what he would have done had he not died at such an early age. Like the, because yeah. I've said before and I'll say again, Eddie Van Halen may have been a more influential guitar player. Yeah, because of the longevity. Oh yeah, and you know, you know, the length of time. And, and make no mistake about it, I'm not di- taking a dig at Eddie Van Halen in any way. He was an b- amazing guitar player. But Rhodes was better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wrote, I mean, it was, the stuff was so complex. Yeah. You almost you almost didn't want to try to play it. Just well, let's... It, it, it's that, it was really the birth of that neoclassical mm-hmm. heavy metal guitar. Yeah. So, okay, Blizzard of Oz, pretty well brilliant. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the, the first, yeah, it's it's a great album. Okay. Yeah, the, and the ones that I didn't pick, it's not that like I hate them. I would still not skip them. I just don't care for Right. I got you. Know, you. And it's only something like I know it's going to be when it gets further into the list it's going to be 
contradictory. It's like, oh, you don't like this. I didn't say I didn't like the slow songs, but I think the slow songs have to have a certain... I, I need a feeling to it. Okay. You know? Yeah, I got you. Okay, so now we move on to Diary of a Madman. Yeah. Um, which was recorded at the same time or like back-to-back with Blizzard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So the... The, the 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 recording lineup was the same on both albums, even though there's a new drummer credited on the record mm-hmm. and a new bass player credited on the record. Rudy Sarzo is credited on bass, mm-hmm. and uh, who the and uh, Tommy Aldridge. Yeah, it's weird. As you say, I was actually watching a video on YouTube. It's awesome. It's called the evolution of like Ozzy. Uh-huh. The, the evolution videos because they do the morphing thing on the screen. Yeah. And then it shows like who was in the band at that time. Yeah. And it's so funny to watch like in certain years they're like he went through all these things between albums. Yeah. You know. But I, yeah I, I was like just like kind of familiarize myself with and I love watching like watching Zach grow old is hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean because when Zach joined the band he was 19. Yeah. So. You know, but it was like I saw like, you know, OK, well, this guy lasted one album. This guy lasted one. album. like, geez, you know, it's like, yeah, you really were going through people. Yeah. When you get to the Joe Holmes, Gus G stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but OK, we've got Diary of a Madman. Yeah. Um, that one the song. No, go ahead. OK, well, yeah, the ones that I like now, I think I don't not like the album, but this is one that I think I just overplayed so much that like. Um, I stopped liking it. Like things like Little Dolls, yeah, Diary of a Madman. Those I don't care for, but still, like Over the Mountain and Flying High again, I love those. And then Believer and Tonight, yeah, Tonight. I absolutely love that song. That may be my favorite it, Ozzy it, ballad. It, it 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 like it brings a tear to my eye. How beautiful it is. Yeah, which is weird coming from like a metal album. And like I said, I'm not a big, huge ballad fan. Yeah. But he can really, and especially Ozzy ballads, but when he does it right for me, he does it really good. Oh, yeah. That, the, for me specifically, the bridge in that song. Yeah. And you know. it just, it's one of those songs, I mean, it just, it sounds, you know, just like, like loneliness almost, and there's someone out there that understands it. Well, that, I think is that, I think that's at the time when he was, uh, he was, Splitting up with his first wife and like getting mm. with Sharon, yeah, um, is you know that's you know kind of fits the time frame, mm. um, but let's uh, for me another album front to back loaded for bear. It's a perfect album. Over the mountain, that drum that drum intro. Mm-hmm. What a way to start a song. Yep, and it doesn't even come up. I. I went on a list of like the hundred, like well, not hundred, like the best drum drumming starting a song. Right, that one didn't make it, which is like no, not a lot of metal did, which irritated me. Really? Yeah, it was like you know drumming is starting. It's like, and these guys are like metal fans, and it's like they're like not picking anything. It's like this was weird, but it, it was very drum centric. Yeah, that I mean that's a great, uh, great freaking way to start mm-hmm. a record over the mountain. Um, that's up that. That one sets the tone for the record as well. Um, then you go on to Flying High again, mm-hmm. which is another, you know, touchstone song. Yep. Uh, what do we got? You Can't Kill Rock and Roll. Good song. Believer. Yeah. You, you said you dig Believer. Yes. That's that's one of my favorite bass intros of all time. 
yeah, because it's it the the way he sings that is kind of just so straight and dead on, and yeah. the guitar effects in that, you know, are are, are amazing. Rhodes's use of dissonance mm-hmm. in that because it's not, there's not a whole lot of pretty chords going on. It's a one note riff, mm-hmm. and then and like at the beginning of it, there's just noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Rhodes is using dissonance to its utmost effect there. Yeah. Great song, um, little dolls. That's a gr- uh, that's a that's such a fun song. Yeah, I I just I think I, I said this is a this is an album that I I think I listened to, I listened to the songs off the tape when I was going to college uh-huh. in my in my eagle, uh-huh. and this was the tape that like was stuck in this t- tape player, and I would listen to constantly. And I think I think from my brain, I think I just overheard it. That's possible, you know. That's possible. Again, I don't hate the songs, but I think I've heard them so many times. Yes. Yeah. See now, now um, a little a little point on this. Rhodes wasn't really happy with a lot of his guitar work on it. Hmm. He thought it felt he felt rushed. Oh. And for me, I may be in the minority on this. I actually like Diary of a Madman better than I like Blizzard of Oz. Hmm. Okay. I fucking love this record. I think Rhodes's work is brilliant on it. I think the songwriting is brilliant. I I, I prefer this to Blizzard of Oz. Okay. Um, tonight, probably my favorite mm-hmm. Ozzy ballad. Yep, that's uh, the, uh, and one like, of his best. Like I said, uh, like I said earlier, that bridge. As I beat my head against the wall, running around in circles in the rain, I'm mm-hmm. feeling three foot tall. You don't understand. I'm fading away. That just hits, man. Mm-hmm. That just hits. And you can feel the pain in Ozzy's voice. Yeah. Ozzy may not be the greatest singer ever, but son of a bitch, does he have an expressive voice? Yeah, I I think he's just, I think, personally, I think he's one of the best singers ever. Oh, yeah. You know, speaking, though, no. But I mean, I, I mean I'm not. He's, I'm, he's he, but he's a great vocalist. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm talking, you know, yeah. what, like a, a classical. Oh, a professional. Professional. You know, like a a, a music teacher or yeah. a vocal teacher, a vocal coach would say, mm. "Oh, Ozzy, no, fuck you, mm, yeah. Ozzy's brilliant. Ozzy's Ozzy is the man." Mm. You know, but yeah, oh God, tonight is such a beautiful song. It is. I I love that song. Then comes m- probably my least favorite on the record, Sato. Do you know what that stands for? Sail away to Oz. Oh, I never knew. I I figured you'd know. I never. Yeah, I. That's almost one of those. that's kind of. I can. I couldn't tell you. I probably listened to the album. I know it's there. Yeah. But it's like I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. You know. See, I like. But one thing I do love about that song is that uh, how it ends out with just the, those that little chord stab. Da 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 da. It fades out, mm-hmm. and in fades Diary of a Madman. Mm-hmm. Which is my favorite Randy Rhodes guitar piece. Okay. The guitar work in that is absolutely flawless. <laughs> from the opening from the opening uh acoustic riff to when the song kicks in and to his solo. Everything Randy Rhodes did in that song is absolutely one hundred percent perfect. Mm-hmm. And I cannot fault I mean, and this may be me romanticizing Randy Rhodes, mm-hmm. 
and uh, God knows I've been I've been doing it for years. But I think that man in two albums, in two albums, did more for heavy metal guitar than damn near anybody else has ever done. Mm-hmm. You could probably count on a ha- on a on a single hand the guys that have influenced heavy metal guitar more than Randy Rhodes. Yep. Off the top of my head, I can think of Tony Iommi, Eddie Van Halen. Nobody else has influenced it more, at least that I can think of immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, sadly, uh, March nineteenth, nineteen eighty-two, Randy Rhodes was taken in uh, was taken from us in a plane crash. Yeah, and fast forward to March nineteenth, nineteen ninety-nine, Randy Michael Stroll was born. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is, we knew we were going to name him Randy from like the time we knew he was going to be a boy. Yeah. So that was just a weird fucking coincidence that happened. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I want to also, while we're even talking about this, the, the album art. Yes. When, I mean, Ozzy albums, most of them have really great artwork. Yes. And this one was one that had a story on the front sleeve and back sleeve. Yes. I mean, and it's one of those that you could, if you keep looking at it, more stuff pops out at you. Yeah. Which it's just, it's, I always thought, you know, cause you have on the front, the, the Jekyll kind of character. And then when you turn it around, the Jekyll character is laying on the table like dead. Yep. And there's Ozzy with his hands raised, you know, like in triumph, but the, all the stuff they put in the background. I mean, this is when album art was something. Yeah, you know? and before it was compressed onto a four by four CD case. Yeah, and I mean, it is one. This, I mean, Blizzard is a really beautiful album cover. It's like you know, the, in the attic. Yeah, you know, with just you know, the position though. Try doing that position once. I know. I, I don't know what he was. He was actually doing, you know, in that. But, but uh, then Diary came along, and again, a, another beautiful, beautiful cover. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, to me. To me, my two favorite Ozzy albums, mm-hmm. one and two, one and one A, mm-hmm. you know, just great records. So now we move on to Bark at the Moon. Yes. I didn't do live albums. Did you? No, I didn't do live. I didn't do covers. I didn't do. Okay. The, yeah. Cause we, we stuck with the studio. Oh, yeah. It was all studio. Okay. So now we move on to Bark at the Moon. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the Jake E. Lee era. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big Jake E. Lee fan. Yeah. I'm about to hurt your feelings. Well, not really, because this isn't one of my favorite albums. You see, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to lump I'm gonna lump the next two albums into this statement. Don't, don't lump. Don't lump. <laughs> I, 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 upon revisiting these albums in depth, I come to, I've come to realize my least favorite Ozzy guitar player by a fucking landslide is Jake E. Lee. All right. Um, not that he's a bad guitar player because he's not. He's mm-hmm. a fa- he's a fantastic guitar player. It's just I didn't yeah. care for these albums as much as I remembered caring for them. Yeah, I I didn't have much off of Bark at the Moon. The title um, track's great. Yes, exactly. A rock and Roll Rebel. That's a good one. And Actually, I I kind of dig You're No Different. I do. T- oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I think I th- I don't think I don't know why I didn't write that one down. I do like that one. Yeah. 
I don't know why I didn't write that one down. Shit. That's but, a that's another one of Ozzy's better ballads. Yeah. But Center of Eternity. Cool song. Oh. I I I just I I I, I, every time I think of that song, I think of Dream in the Center of the Earth. Uh-huh. And I think I get nostalgia just for that. And then uh, after after Center of Eternity comes probably my least favorite Ozzy ballad, So Tired. Yeah, I don't like that one. Don't care for that no. song at all. It, 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 it's very sappy. It's It actually just kind of like, is, it's a hard listen. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's like, it's moaning. He's moaning. <laughs> it's, whoa, whoa. Yes. Uh, hang on, Jake. We need five minutes on now, the record. Now, if So Tired would have come out on one of his 2010 albums, it would have worked better. Because now you can say you're tired. You don't say you're tired in a third album. You know what? You're right. <laughs> you're right. That might have worked. That might have worked better on Scream. Yeah. <sighs> we'll get there. Yep. <laughs> uh, slow down. Nah. Nah. Waiting for darkness. Yeah, they're all. Eh. See, they're all these like slow plotting songs right. on there. And that's a theme I noticed with the Jake E. Lee records. Maybe. Yeah. I hope, I hope you're wrong. A little plotting, little eh, little meh. <laughs> okay, so let, let's move on. Let's yes. move on to Ultimate Sin. Yes. My, at least, I, I don't know, looking over the list, I'm pretty sure this is like one and two are swappable. But this is one of my favorites. Okay, I I love the ult- I love every song on it. There's not a skippable one. I'll disagree on I, that. I I love the videos. I love the album cover. There, I mean, there's nothing. And this album, I can I can still remember taking my mom to the bank. Uh huh. You know, when I was in high school, and this tape happened to be in, and she's listening to it, and she says, "Oh, I kind of like this. What is this?" <laughs> and I was like, this is Ozzy from The Ultimate Sin. I mean, I can I can still remember that, you know? And it's like, but I love this album cover to cover. To me, there's not a bad song on it. I could not find a bad one. I can. <laughs> no. All right, let's can. let's go through it. Ultimate Sin. Great good, song. Good song. Yes. I won't give you great. I'll give you good. <laughs> Secret Loser. Yes. I could skip it. The beginning guitar part of that. It's wonderful. Yeah, okay. It's got a cool opening riff, but it goes downhill fast. <laughs> Never know why. We rock. It's an anthem song, man. It's beautiful. It's a. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rip your whole. I don't want to rip your album. No, apart. no that's fine. But this is, I don't. This, it's I, okay. It's, it's a, not going to change my opinion of the it's album. A, it, it's a bad anthem song. It's not going to change my, you know. Now, now we get one I actually like. Yes, thank God for the bomb. Yes, I mean it's it's that was the eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean when the Cold War was at its height, you know. I mean it was it was all there at that time, and it was like you know saying that you know hey we this is the reason we have these nuclears on each both sides. Right, barely political, but there. Yeah, mutually assured destru- destruction without talking about it. Yeah. Okay, so after Thank God for the Bomb, never. Never. Awesome song. Eh, I don't dig it. <laughs> I just don't dig it. All right. Lightning Strikes. I can't not like that one. Come on now. Yeah, but you don't strike. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, that one's not terrible. It's, it's like lightning striking, and on that can depend. 
you know. Eh, I won't stop rocking never... all night till the lightning strikes again. Yes. Not it's just not not good. <laughs> not good. It is. After the benchmark set by <laughs> Blizzard and Diary, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's it, it, it's it's barely acceptable. <sighs> Killer of Giants. Beautiful. It's another another pretty much like a song about nuclear war. That's exactly what it's about. And that's actually probably my favorite song on the album. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a good song. Great song. Yeah, I, I, I can't fault I would have loved to have seen what that would have been would have done with Zach Wilde on guitar. Mm. I'm sure they, they must have played it live at some point. Probably. But if Zach had written had written it, it'd probably have been better. No, we'll discuss Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fool Like You. Yeah, that's just an awesome song. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't dig it. <laughs> I know. I can't. And then th- the other, sh- the other like touchstone from this album. Yes. Shot in the Dark. Yes, Shot in the Dark, one of the greatest videos. I'll agree. I mean, the- I remember seeing that video... And when she turns into the demon, you know, and then she's also the demon in, I think, one of the other videos in this, The Ultimate Sin. Ultimate Sin, yeah. Yeah. Where Ozzy's play like, the, the, the J.R. Ewing character. character. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, but it's a terrible video. It, that's a terrible video because she just keeps showing up yeah. and touching her temples and Ozzy just laughs and does whatever he's going to do. Neil played a better J.R. Ewing. Yes, he did. In the young Nigel ones. Planner did. <laughs> it's a... Throwing um, the money out. <laughs> but yeah. Shot in the Dark is a great song. It is. It's just, that's a great, I mean, the, the album opens great, ends great, and there's just a lot of, of, of meat and mayonnaise, and oh, I'm sorry, I don't like Miracle Whip in there. See, I'm, there's the problem is you don't like mayonnaise. Miracle Whip, what the yeah. hell's wrong with Miracle you? Miracle Whip, lettuce, tomato, it's just, it's just, it's end and good with a lot of great stuff in the middle. See, this is, and this is an album, I'm going to coin a new term, this is a sandwich album. This is a, a total sandwich album, man. It's a shit sandwich album. Stop. It's a shit sandwich <laughs> album. Good. Okay, you got a good piece of bread in the front. You got a good piece of bread in the back. There's like one piece of fucking meat in the middle. And the rest is filler garbage. <sighs> Next. Now we move on to the Zach Wild era. Yes. Zach Wild, uh, you know, young kid. From plucked out of of obscurity, playing in cover bands in New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, comes out. He's you know this fresh faced, blonde haired, nineteen year old kid playing a bullseye last Paul. Yeah, thinking, uh, you know, uh, hang on, maybe I shouldn't do this because it gives people a good fucking target to throw at. <laughs> from Zach's own Zach's yeah. own lips, and we get to no rest for the wicked. Yes. My other top album. I, this is a great album. It is. I I will I will acquiesce to the fact that this is a great album. Yeah, it's not not a sandwich. No, the, the, no, this is lasagna. Because the last track is not that strong, but a good one. The, this is but, this is lasagna because it's goodness, and then the bottom layer is a little burnt. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We, we we start off with Miracle Man. Awesome, awesome. Coming right around the time 
the televangelists when were Jimmy all Swaggart over. Got I mean, this was like, I mean, you think South Park wrote freaking topical shit, writes topical shit. Ozzy was doing it. I mean, and perfectly. Well, th- I mean, this song is about Jimmy Swagger. Yeah. And just like all the bad stuff that happened yep. to that. It's, just, it's a wonderful, you know, it's a wonderful song. I love it. Great song. I love uh, the From, once again, from the opening guitar riff mm-hmm. all the way through. This is just an awesome song. Yeah. And I think this is the first album with Randy Castillo on drums. Maybe. It probably, it might be. I, I, I'm I never too familiar with bass players and drummers um, to, to Ozzy. I want to th- I know at one point during this time frame, Geezer Butler had actually rejoined Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Geezer had, Geezer had uh, I know he at least toured with him. I don't mm-hmm. know if he played on an album with him. But you had Mike Innes on bass for a time. And um, for, the, for quite a long time, Randy Castillo played drums. Yeah. Until, until Randy got sick. But you, got, you go from Miracle Man to Devil's Daughter. Awesome. You don't want a holy war. Yeah, I never knew what that was actually about. I'm sure there's a message in that somewhere. I'm sure there is, but I don't know it. I, I can't. I could never figure it out. Unless that was unless unless that was a shot at Sharon when they were having a bad time or something. Who knows? You never know. But it was like it. we didn't want a holy war. I don't understand where the. I never the lyrics were so, but it was still a great song. Well, the thing is, you know, Devil's Daughter. You don't want a holy war. You know, like maybe, maybe. Now this is just me <laughs> thinking here, but maybe. It's Ozzy saying to Sharon, look, don't fucking poke the bear with your dad because we don't want that war. Mm. You know, maybe it's it's hard to it's still a great song. Oh, yeah. Crazy babies. Awesome song. Great video too. weird video. Weird video. Only because that stuff that they shot in reverse with the hair flipping. Yes. It fucks with your mind. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I've and it, like in doing this. I mean, I've been watching the videos and I've like I've seen almost every all the videos for all this stuff. And, you know, Ozzy is no stranger to really weird videos. And I often wonder if some I mean, it's always got to he come up with the ideas or does he just agree to some weird ideas someone came up with? I, I don't know. <laughs> But they work. Some of them. They, some. Some work. Some. A lot. A lot work. Yeah. Breaking all the rules. Yeah. Great song. That is just. That is one that I just want. That's like a driving song. Yeah. They, those two. Ultimate Sin and this one. They're two great driving albums. Yeah. I'll which give, you know. I'll give you that. We would. We would. When we were cruising. See, we had cruising in Lehighton. You guys wasn't allowed to. Nope. Three times past yep. the same spot in an hour, you get busted. We we could cruise, and this is like these were albums that you'd have in your car when you were cruising, and you knew it was cool to you know to yeah. just take them. But uh, yeah, breaking all the rules is a pretty mm-hmm. cool song. But now we get to a great album song, or a great song. Yeah, rather. don't don't you skip <laughs> Bloodbath in Paradise. Oh my God, that is such a wonderful song, and I know it's on one of the most horrific things that happened. In history in California, but my God, this you know when it just starts with you know you coming home, there's blood on the walls. Oh man! When Charlie and the family made house calls. Yeah, it is just so, but it's all wonderfully done. Such, a, it's a brilliant song. Yeah, I, I, I've been using the word brilliant a lot in this episode so can't, far already. Can't help it, it's but just, it it is a brilliant song. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, after after Bloodbath in Paradise, we get to another song mm-hmm. about the evangelists. Was it Fire in the Sky? Okay, it's just a great. It's just a, 
It's oh, a, no, no. Fire in the Sky was Geraldo Rivera. Okay, but it's it's like an epic-sounding song. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could just picture... You can almost picture videos for this where you're like just like looking up and just, you know, all this stuff. I mean, he, he has a way of painting a story with these some yeah. of these songs. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy... Now, the fucked up thing is he didn't write most of the lyrics for Sabbath. Okay. Most of that was Geezer Butler. Wow. Yeah, Geezer was the main lyricist for Black Sabbath. Ozzy... Is a brilliant lyricist. He's mm. a great lyricist. His solo career speaks to that. You yeah, know? you know he's a great lyricist. Uh, Fire in the sky, great song. Tattooed dancer. Yes, that is a song you hear in a club. Yeah, <laughs> and you should. Yeah, that that's at that's out of rippers. Yeah, you know? that, that's a that's a that's a that's a great song. I I'm trying to think. Have I ever seen a girl strip to tattooed dancer? You know I'm. I don't know, only because by the time I was able to get into those clubs, like alternative <laughs> and grunge had already taken a foothold. So I think we missed it by a few years. We actually would go into there, you know. I, I'm combing my memory banks here. I don't know. But anyway, great, yeah. great song. And that is, that should, to this day should be a strip club anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's a great song about being a tattooed dancer. Exactly. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And then we have Demon Alcohol. Yep. One of a song about one of Ozzy's many attempts to try and get sober. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, th- this time he had uh, he had gone to Betty Ford, and he had he stayed sober for a while. This is around the time of decline of Western civilization, too. Okay. So, uh, you know, he he'd been sober for a minute, mm-hmm. and he stayed sober for about six minutes. Yeah, around this time, there was bet- between Ultimate and this time. Uh, well, Ozzy for Ultimate started turning into. Um, he was wearing like the dresses and the sequins and the stuff on stage, and he dyed his hair blonde. Yeah, and then for this album, he like cut his hair, and he was like short-haired Ozzy for a while. Yeah, but he was still kind of wearing the garish outfits. Right, but uh, and, and, and that uh, Demon Alcohol is a great song. Mm-hmm. That's and that's where the record should have ended. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because then we have Hero. Here, it's a good song. I like it. You know, and I actually I put it on my list of songs that I like because this is another one of my favorite albums. It's it's a good song, but I think it should have been more in the middle. I, I there, I'll give you so uh, so I'll you agree with you, you there. end on a better you end on Demon Alcohol. I'll I'll agree with you there. Yeah, the the, the sequencing of the record could have been better. Yes, put uh put Hero. Like somewhere around breaking all the, between breaking all the rules and, and bloodbath and bloodbath would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But all in all, front to back, no rest is a very solid record. Yeah, and it's a great way to introduce the world to Mr. Zach Wild. Yes. So we move on mm-hmm. to now, Martins. This is this was a weird one to go back and listen to because I was I went to the wall. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. On the day this was released, to get it, okay, um, that we were having, and I can remember the story. Uh, we were having uh, for my one college class. We were having a picnic in Egypt Park on this day, and me and the one classmate, we decided, no, we're going to the mall, and we're gonna. I'm, I'm buying this album. Unbeknownst to me, it was also the release date of Use Your Illusions One and Two. Oh. The line for the wall was like 
so, it was huge. It was huge. And it was, everybody was buying Guns N' Roses. And, of course, you had to go up to the counter to ask for it before you could get it. Well, I want to buy Ozzy. So I went in, and I'm explaining, no, I'm not for Guns N' Roses. I want to buy Ozzy. So I go get the Ozzy thing. And, well, now I can't walk out of the store to get into line. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Right? So leave it at the counter. And then get in line. And when I come up to the front of the line, I ask for it. And I almost wanted to like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> you know? I, I was like, this is so... Fu-. But I was like, no, but I want I wanted the day it came out. Yeah. And it was like, so I waited in line, got up there. I was, uh, it was like, I didn't even think... What if somebody tells you, oh, I'll take that too, you know, yeah. but it's like, no. And I, I got it. And I was like, you don't want guns. I don't want guns. And roses. I want, I want Ozzy. <laughs> right. <laughs> was, I was, I think I was the only one that walked out of the store without guns and roses that day. You know, you should have just gone to sound check. I don't think they were there anymore. I think by the time that album came out, they were gone. No, because sound check was still in the carbon plaza when oh. I got back. Yeah, but I was already in Egypt. Oh, okay. So it's like we just we skipped the picnic, yeah, and went there to the mall, picked up the album. You could have gone to Speedy's. I don't even remember where that. I wouldn't have known where that was at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. This is this is young me. I didn't know much of what Allentown was. Okay, fair enough. You know, I think we actually got lost getting from Egypt to the mall. Whoa, <laughs> I know, right? Whoa, yeah. <laughs> no rest for the wicked starts with. Mm-hmm. One of the most twisted lyrically lyrically twisted Ozzy songs out there, Mister Tinker Train. No more tears, or no more tears. Yeah, either. I wonder why you're going back to that. Yeah. yeah, I, I absolutely hate this song. I absolutely despise it. I, 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 I like the song. It's just the subject matter is really disturbing. Yeah. That is why I don't I don't care for it at all. I don't want I don't ever want to hear it. I just it's just it's just it it gives me the squeegees. Yeah. It, it, it makes my skin crawl. It, it's Uncle Touchy's and, yeah. theme song. And it's not in a good way it makes my skin crawl. It, it, it's it's Uncle Touchy's theme song. Yeah. And it's like, so uh, yeah, this was one going back and listening to this one. I re- and as I, I was there for the for it, and I listened to it, and going back to it, I was like, wow, I didn't, I don't like a lot of this on this album anymore. See, that's how I was with yeah. the Jakey Lee stuff. I know, and, it, and I said I wasn't going to get offended because, yeah. hell, I've been there, and I'm there now. It's yeah. like... See, and, and, and here's where we're going to differ because mm-hmm. I still dig this record. Yeah. Um, musically, I think, and it's a, it's a really well-written song, and it's, it, it, like you said, though, the, the, the subject matter is just disturbing. Yeah. Because Mr. Tinker Train, it's about, uh, it's about a sex offender. Yeah. Specifically, and, and, I think, a child molester. Oh, definitely a child molester, an active one, too. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. It's 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 fucked up. It's a very fucked up song, mm-hmm. um, but you know, very well written. But I can completely understand where you're coming from. So let's move on. Yeah, uh, I don't want to change the world. Yeah, liked all these back then, but then it's like, eh. this is a good uh, this is a good sing along song. Mm. It just seems, it seems like after like so many years, it's like, no, you did want to change the world. Come on now, it's, uh, yeah. It's just, well, you used to say that to me all the time. I'd be singing this song. <laughs> I don't want to change it. Well, you look at me. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, now, uh, another one of Ozzy's brilliant ballads. Mama, I'm Coming Home. Mm. I love that song. Yeah, I think I just kind of got away from the ballads at that point. I didn't. Th- this is the one song that makes me wish I had a fretless bass. Mm. 
because um, the, the the bass line in this is really cool. That you know that just the the fretless bass line in this song is just super cool. Zach Wild does some really really cool stuff on the guitar in this. Mm. Um, it's it's a well well written song, mm. and Ozzy's voice is beautiful in this. It's I think it's I just think this is one of Ozzy's best songs mm. um, from this at least from this yeah era. It's a great song in my opinion. Desire, not a bad song. Yeah, it didn't age well for me. I probably liked them back then really well, but just none of them just aged well. Okay, I ended up not writing a lot down. Okay, no more tears. That's one I have. That's a good song. Although it's confusing because I don't know what the like the 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 speaking stuff means. Me Time going forward in reverse. It's just a hand in the bush. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's spelled D A F U Q. Yeah, it's the like fuck. Yeah, it's like you hear it. And it's like, and it's like I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what that means. And it, there's almost this little tinge of grunge in there, a bit in that in that little thing. It's like we'll 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 get into like Ozzy shifting <laughs> kind of shifting genres a little bit in the next few records. Yeah, sin. What do you think of that one? No, no. I didn't care for that one too much either. That one's a, that one's a skip track for me. Yeah. Next is one I I love this version of it, but I actually like Motorhead's better. Hellraiser. Yes, I I love them both. So do I. Because they I they both are from two iconic singers from iconic bands, and almost seem to mean two different things, which is weird because they're the exact. Same song, and the th- and you know the weird part is this is like the first collaboration with Lemmy, mm-hmm. okay? And you know what two re- songs Lemmy co-wrote on this album? But, of course, Hellraiser. Yeah, the other one, Mama, I'm coming home. Really? Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, I couldn't picture Lemmy singing that one, well, but Lemmy got the video. Lemmy got the video for Hellraiser. Yes, which I thought was awesome because the great movies too. Well, they did another. Uh, they did another one that uh, kind of a ballad. Type to, or it was a ballad type together. I ain't no nice guy. Yes, yeah, that was the other. That was that was off of Lemmy's album because I think what nineteen sixteen come around the same time as this or was this? Yeah, off? this is around the time of nineteen sixteen. Did they was that with the one that Hellraiser was on? I know I'm gonna get those confused. Hellraiser is on March or Die. March or Die. That's the other one. I actually, I think they might both might be on March or Die. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I there's that period was like I was really heavy in the Motorhead. So, <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, but Hellraiser is a great song. Oh, it's an awesome one. I wrote, I wrote something down next to it. I have no fucking, oh, now I wrote. Sl- it, yeah, this album was like the slowed down album. A bit. This whole album was very slowed. Right. And the next song dives in, or keeps going with that, time mm-hmm. after time. Yeah, which I didn't, I just did not, I, I think at the time, I'm, but it's like, it seemed like everything was at a lower tempo. Yeah. And a slower song that's like, there's too many. Yeah. Zombie Stomp. That one I like. That's a good song. Yeah, I don't know what it means. That's the weird part. I have no idea what the song means. I don't it's either. A, it's like, what is a zombie stomp? It's like, you know. AVH. I don't remember. I don't, I don't even remember what the hell that means. Yeah. What's with Ozzy and the cymbal shit? It's uh, like, I don't know. You know, it's like, well, they did it with NIB and we just kept it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it closes with a great song. Road to Nowhere. Yeah, see that's again. This, this just that slower. 
tempo stuff. I, I like. I really dug the video of this because mm. it starts with Ozzy sitting in a chair, kind of flipping through the TV channels, and the lyrics kind of play into that. I was looking back on my life and yeah. all the things I've done to me. And it's weird how many times Ozzy has actually done these self-reflective songs. Well, dude, as I go through like the whole list, it's like every couple years he does a self-reflective song talking about years past. Well, when you when you're in your 70s (laughs) and you've had a career that goes back 60 years. Yeah. You know, or well, pushing 60 years. You know, Ozzy's got a career, you know, a 50 plus year career. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's lived a fucking life that is it. You couldn't write a better movie. No. You couldn't write a better movie than Ozzy's real life. You know, a a street kid from Birmingham, England. Mm -hmm. Okay. Growing up in post-World War II Britain. Okay. Street kid from Birmingham, England. You know, a fucking brummie. Makes good with his band. Loses everything. Hits the fucking peak of the world again. Yeah. Loses his loses his his guitar player and mm-hmm. his musical partner people wrote Ozzy off mm-hmm. he hits again and he's been going and going and going since 1969 yep you know Ozzy is a true survivor of the rock and roll game oh yeah and I'm not somewhat too much of a fan of what he did with the Osbournes I wasn't either. That was Sharon with a cash grab. However, however, like the the road stuff he does with Jack, that was kind of fun. That's well, see, I, I got, I have an, I have a theory on this. Mm-hmm. The Osbournes stuff was another one of Sharon's cash grabs and fuck yous, because mm-hmm. Ozfest was originally started as a fuck you to Lollapalooza. Okay, because Ozzy, uh, she tried to get Ozzy on a Lollapalooza tour. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, he doesn't fit in with... Oh, yeah, yeah he wouldn't have fit in with that stuff at the time. So Sharon says, all right, well, fuck you, I'll do me own. Yep. And they started OzFest. And OzFest became this fucking juggernaut mm-hmm. for, uh, for a time. And then, lo and behold, Lollapalooza's having metal bands. Because <laughs> they saw it worked. You know, when you have Metallica headlining a Lollapalooza. Yeah. But, you know, that's what OzFest was. And I th- and the Osbournes was another one of these things and a cash grab. Reality TV was hitting. Okay, reality TV oh, yeah, was it's... hitting. And Sharon says, "Oh, our family dynamic is is interesting, and we can play it up even more for the cameras. Mm-hmm. And MTV will pay us a shitload of money." Yep. It was a cash grab. Whereas I think. Like his adventure show with Jack. Jack is the brains behind that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not Sharon. That's Jack. And I think it's Jack and his dad actually just going out, doing some father-son bonding and genuinely having a good time. Oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't feel as disingenuous as a lot of the shit in the Osbournes did. No, and I think my favorite one was when they went to the Alamo. Yeah. Which Ozzy was, you know, the rumor was he pissed on the Alamo and he got banned from Texas and everything else. And they, they got the police report. He was never charged with anything like that. He was charged with public drunkenness and that was it. Yeah. He wasn't charged with public urination or anything. So it's like, you know, they debunked the whole thing. Yeah. That he he never 
pissed on the. I saw. I'm not sure why he got banned from Texas. Well, no, he didn't get banned from Texas. He just got banned from San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. He couldn't. He couldn't play in San Antonio. Yeah. So, but to get the police record, that was awesome. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, but okay. Let's get back to this album. Yes. Osmosis is next. Yes. Ninety five. We're we're deep in the trenches of grunge now. Yes. And the first song kind of has a grungy feel to it. Yeah. This, Perry Mason. Yeah. This whole album had a had a much more grungy feel to it. And I love Perry Mason. Great song. Yeah. And yeah, I and again, I have no I know it's about the TV guy. Uh-huh. But I mean, was Perry Mason that popular with metalheads? I don't know. You know, it's like there was a weird crossover that like was just, you know, but it worked. It's, a, it's a, an awesome song. Yeah. Another one of my favorite Ozzy bass lines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I Just Want You. Yep. I have, that's another good, good one. Song. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Um, that's kind of like a grungy ballad. Yes. You know, it's a and really well-crafted song. Oh, yeah. They, this whole album is like the, the grunge kind of sound. You can hear it. Uh, the next one, not so much. Ghost Behind My Eyes. No, that was another one of the, the, uh, the, the ballads he has to throw on there. Yeah. You know, beautiful song, but eh. Yeah. Uh, 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 um, the ghost behind my eyes, thunder underground. Love that one. Good song, real yeah. good song. Yes, that is that is a, a just a beautiful song, and it has a the 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 the, the effects that they use in that one are very weird. Yeah, and I couldn't even put my finger on what they are, but they're I I I couldn't tell you either. Yeah. Next up, next on the on the playlist, we have another one co-written by Mr. Lemmy Kilmister. Mm-hmm. Uh, see you on the other side. Yeah, that one is. Whew. It's kind of weird that Lemmy writes all these beautiful, <laughs> wrote all these beautiful ballads with Ozzy. <laughs> That's because he couldn't write it for Motorhead. Well, except for 1916. And um, no, the other one. Oh shit! Which one was it? Uh, it was on the last album that I think he wrote pretty much because he knew it was going to be his last album. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Yeah. But but it's one on the very last album that was a very basically, you know, about, you know, see you in heaven and stuff, you know? Yeah. But uh, that I mean, that's a that's a brilliant. Mm. That's a, a beautiful song. See you on the other side. Wow. I love that song. That's that's one of my favorite Ozzy songs. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have tomorrow. Yeah, it was a, that was a take it or leave it when I was listening to it. Pretty much. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, I was I was so back and forth. I was like, well, ba- that back and forth, I'm not putting it on the list. Yeah, denial. Yeah, no, that was just, uh, no, nah, I wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah, I kind of poo-pooed that one myself. Yeah. Next one is a pretty cool song. It's uh, My Little Man. Yeah, I think it's Father's. Um, that one resonates with me now. Yeah. You know? Well, and that that's, I mean, that's a song about Jack. Yeah, and it's it, it really, if you're a, a father of a, of a boy, I mean, that song just really resonates. Yeah. More than it does than any other time. So I think that one made my, I don't think it would have made my list before. But as I, and I'm listening to it now, it's like, oh my God, I love this now. Yeah, because <laughs> you can feel it now. It hits different. Yeah, it hits a lot different. It hits a lot fucking different. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Jekyll doesn't hide. I like that one. I don't like the title. No, the, the title is kind of. But I like I like the song. Yeah, you know. And then as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is a callback to Diary. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's not a bad song. Not a bad song at all. And then we close off with Old L.A. Tonight. Yeah, that one I wasn't a a fan of even when it came out. No, 
No, I mean, the, I, the story isn't terrible. You know, it's kind of like Ozzy reminiscing about L.A. in the old days, in the yeah. old days. But uh, not, not, not terrible, but nothing yeah. super memorable. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're getting into where the, the pickings are for me getting slimmer. Me too. And this was one that was like, I, I was, I'm listening to it. I, these, the, the ones that are coming up now, the next four. Yeah. I really didn't listen to a lot. I, I think I stopped at osmosis for the most part. Yeah. And I listened to all these for like the first time. I'm like, wow, what the hell happened? Well, now we get to down to earth. Yeah. That just down to earth. Is a very schizophrenic record. Yeah, and one of my least favorite. See, this one Actually here... Actually, is my least favorite. This one here, what I took away from this record more than anything else is a lot of Zach's writing in this mm-hmm. sounded like it belonged on... A, it sounded like he was right... They were leftover riffs from a Black Label Society. Yeah, album. you know, now that you say that, it makes sense. I think this was kind of stuff that he didn't have his own old albums and brought it with. Yep. I think a lot of the stuff on here sounds like it would have been more at home on a Black Label Society album. Yeah, now that you say that. But um, let's go through this. Uh, right. Gets me through. That's about the only one I wrote down. I, 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 could, I, I could take that one or leave it. Yeah, that was like the only one I, I actually wrote down. I was like, And you know what? I was optimistic. It was like, you know, the album starts off good. Yeah. And then let's keep going. And I listen to this well, whole... Gets me through if that one. Here's where it starts schizophrenic. Gets me through. Sounds like it would have belonged on an old Sabbath record. Mm-hmm. Okay, to me that it's got a very Sabbathy vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. And then you get to facing hell. That's a fucking Black Label Society mm-hmm. song. Okay. Okay. To me that sounds like a Black Label Society song. Mm-hmm. Then you have Dreamer. That's him trying to trying to write his Imagine. Now you say that, yeah, and I don't, I don't care for Dreamer. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful song. It, oh yeah, it, it, it's a, it is a very beautiful song, but it's like, I, I think I was kind of, I didn't, I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, you know, and again, it's another one of those retrospective songs because now this is two thousand one, we're six years past osmosis. Yeah, and now we're talking about you know, I dream my life, and now you're talking again. You know, yeah, another retrospective song. Yeah, um, this one, like I said, I to, this sounds to me like he's writing, trying to write his imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, and at this, and uh, it's it's no secret that Ozzy was a huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. It's no secret. He's made it abundantly clear. Yeah. Um, if he said in an interview, I, you know, Ozzy, why do you keep going? I haven't written my Sgt. Pepper album yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I haven't written my Sgt. Pepper album yet. You know, it, I, I, that it's not a it's not a bad song, mm. but it's 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 like a super sappy Ozzy ballad. Yeah. No easy way out. Another Black Label Society mm. song. OK, that, that, I mean, that's what that's how it hit me. Yeah. You know, um, that I never had. Yeah. The whole album was mainly forgettable. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking through these. You know, junkie, mm-hmm. running out of time, black illusion, alive, and can you hear them? Yeah, everything on here. I I got to agree with you. This is a very, for the first time really in his career, this is almost a forgettable album. Yeah, 
Like um, if if you don't get down to earth, you're not missing anything. Right. Uh, if you're gonna skip an Ozzy record, that's the one to do. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Black Rain. Now, Black Rain, a lot more on this that I liked. This, oh, you know what? Down to Earth, we did skip over something. What? That, I think, was the time with uh, Gus G and Joe Holmes, that okay. time frame. Yeah. Uh, I think that was that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it wasn't, because a lot of that's Zach Wild, you know, Zach Wild sounding stuff. Okay. Or, uh, you know, it, it it's just not a... It's it it's not a memorable record. Yeah, which is weird because I mean, it was I think one of the longer gaps up to this point where he released a record. Yeah, and it shows. And I think the musical style was really changing. I mean, you're talking going from ninety five to two thousand one. Two thousand one was a very different time for music. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, the hair bands were long gone. Yeah, long gone. Even I think new metal was new metal was on the rise. Was was just starting to get was yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the musical t- landscape was changing everywhere. And, you know, I and, of course, Zach Wilde was doing Black Label Society. Yeah. So his focus wasn't completely on, you know, Ozzy anymore. No. By this time, Zach had released the Pride and Glory record. Okay. And he had released Book of Shadows. All right. And I think he had done the first Black Label record. Okay. By this time. If not, maybe even the second. What, this is 2001? 2001. You know what? 1919 Eternal was out by this time. Okay. So that's the second or third Black Label album. Yeah. So, you know, I think, and it just, it, it, and that's how I wrote, it's weak. It's, it was a weak album. Yeah. Uh, rare misstep for Oz. But shit, to go this far and that's your first weak one? Yeah. Hey, that's still not bad. Yeah. No, not bad at all. Uh, Black Rain. Black Rain? Oh. Uh. I got I got a bunch. This is like a return to force. Yeah. You know, so start down the list. Um, not going away. Love it. Not a bad song. Yeah. I don't want to stop. Love that one. Hate oh, it. oh, I love I don't want to stop. I don't like it. Oh, my God. That don't is like it. It's that's such an arena anthem. It's like, you know, this is, you know. Going to the top. Don't know where I'm going. I don't want to stop. Yeah, I, I, I didn't care for it. All right. You can be wrong. It's all right. <laughs> You're wrong a lot. Uh, Black Rain. Don't like that. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. Not a, it's 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 eh. yeah. Layer world on me. No, uh, I got to agree. It was not that not everything was. This was like the hit or miss. The almighty. It, I love the almighty dollar. The Almighty dollar. Yes, that's a good song. That's a good song. And considering, you know, Sharon, <laughs> kind of fitting. Yeah, but it was also just a, a really good song. Silver. No. You don't like that one. Didn't like that one. Uh, Eleven Silver, actually. Yeah. Um, Civilize the Universe. No. I prefer Symptom of the Universe. Yeah, I didn't, I, <laughs> didn't I, I didn't care for it. It just, some of these were just like, nah, they weren't good. No. Um, there's a lot of lot more miss than hit on this for me. Yeah, there's more hit. I think there's more more than the last album. Oh, I'm not saying yeah. There's that. more. Yeah, there's more than this than I liked on the last album, which is like, oh, thank God. I was like, when it's like, oh, good. It's like back to force. Here for you. Here for you. Now, I like this song, and it, as I listened to it, I said, this is a wedding song. Yeah, this is a song that you play at a wedding. And I'm going to mention it to Val if she ever should get married to play this song just to really blow people away. Yeah. 
because it really, I mean, it it is a beautiful song for a couple. Yeah, which it is. which not a lot of Ozzy songs are. A lot of them are very kind of one sided. Yeah, but this one, it it hits you right in the heart. It's a good song. It is. It it's a very it's a very good song actually. Uh, Countdown's begun. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Kind of a meh. Yeah, just, mi- mid. Yeah, it was not good enough for for me. Not to be, it, would, it wouldn't be on my uh, my greatest, Ozzy's greatest hits record. No. Trap Door. No. No. no I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, most of the stuff on the end of this, well, Nightmare was good. Or do you not have Nightmare? No, I don't have Nightmare. I must have listened to the Japanese release. But it's a really good song. Okay. It was, it was, it was the, uh, I guess I had the Japanese release version of it. So it's like, I got the, uh, Nightmare on it, which is an extra track, which is actually really good. I should have wrote that down. Ah. Yeah, it's called Nightmare. Really good song. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Okay, Scream. Not much on this one. It was another like, oh boy. It went it went downhill. Yeah. You know. Yeah, th- this one, uh, we got Let It Die. No. Nah. No. No, I didn't. I, 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 I got to agree. That would be a skip song for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 This is also a time when Ozzy's brought in a lot of, uh, a lot of collaborators. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, I mean, thankfully, he doesn't have Desmond Child on every track <laughs> um, or John Kaladner. I don't think they were around at this time. This is 2010. Uh, I'm sure Desmond's still it's doing like, stuff. Yeah, this is like, you know, way past the uh, <laughs> way past when Desmond's like to, to sell date. Hang on. Uh, there's a name that keeps popping up here. I got to look this guy up. All right. Kevin Churko. Give me a second. Canadian musician, Kevin Cherko. Okay. Uh, Kevin Gregory Cherko. Uh, best known for his work with artists such as Ozzy, Papa Roach, Martin, Modern Science. Okay, I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> um, I, I have no idea who this guy is. Um, but he's got a writing credit on every fucking track on this album. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, maybe he came, maybe he came in and and you know did some arranging on it or something. Uh, he's he, I I never understand like the writing process of this stuff because I always I always just picture someone coming in with a lyric sheet. Yeah, and then people playing songs to it. I never picture like a bunch of people like changing words in a song just to get a writing credit. Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know the, I don't know this guy, yeah. uh, but that was, I mean, he's got a writing credit on every song on this record. Wow. So, okay. Let, let, let me hear you scream. That one. I like, I don't like the video. I like the song. I can't stand this song. All right. I think this song is just, it's, I think it's lame. Nah, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I think it's a good, it's a good concert song. You know, because it's a shout back, you know, let me hear you scream if you want it, you know, and and people are just going to go nuts with that. Eh, I could see I I, I see go hard point. or just go home. I see where you're coming from. I just think it's formulaic and probably. And I just did that guy write for Nickelback. <laughs> Nobody wrote for Papa Roach. Aha. And Five Finger Death Punch. Cut me a slice of pizza. I'll <laughs> use my plastic fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Soul Sucker Yeah It was That song sucked 
not sucked, but it yeah. was. It's not that. It's not they. A, they weren't. They weren't. The the songs on these last couple albums were not that strong to me. No, they're not. And it's like, oh my god, man! It's like you you could have combined the last three albums into one good album. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Life won't wait. No good. Yeah. Digging me down. Nope. Nope. I got to agree with you. Crucified. No. Yeah. The, I, hang on. The fearless time. I want it more. Latimer's mercy. Mm-hmm. And I love you all. Now, I love you all. That one I had high hopes for. Uh-huh. Because if you've ever listened to an Ozzy live thing, he ends that, He ends every song with that. We love you all. Yeah. And it's like that's always been his signature. Yeah. And that should have been the song at the end of your career. And that's the last song you record. Yeah. But they did another album. So, yeah, Uh, I I, I, plus it wasn't that good of a song either. It was like it was it was a love letter to the fans. That wasn't. eh. Yeah, this this whole album is um, it's just not not that good an album. No, this is like the second real big misstep. Mm-hmm. You know, and not really a misstep, but just not that great of an album. Yeah, and now, you know, yeah, now we come to the longest gap between albums. Ten years. Ten years, and to release it in 2020. Yeah, it's like there was there was a lot released in 2020, but as I was looking back to what was released, there wasn't a lot of. I mean, there was more more better stuff. Released in 2020 that there was in 2021. I actually just looked that up at work. Yeah. To look at all the albums that were released in 2021. I'm like, man, there was a lot of just... People just were doing a lot of EPs and live... Well, not live stuff, but live in studio kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was like, just shit. Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I mean, maybe it was rushed. Maybe he shouldn't have put it out in 2020. Well, this album is really... I'm looking at the songwriting credits mm-hmm. on this. This album is really fucky. Because Ozzy's main collaborators on this were Duff McKagan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was the one that had, like, everybody on it. And Chad Smith. Yeah. And Post Malone. Po- yeah, he did two songs. There's two songs with Post Malone on here. Okay. You're, gonna, you, you're generous calling those things songs. And I'm sorry. I'm not going to be nice about it. Duh. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but Tom Morello guests on this album. Yep. Slash guests on this yeah. album. Uh, I mean, there's no Zach Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no Joe Holmes. There's no Gus G. Yeah, this this was like everybody. The, the, everybody come on in and play a track. Pretty much, you know. And and when you're when and, and to be fair, when you've got the clout that Ozzy does, yeah, he can do that. Yeah, but I don't. And my opinion, I don't think everyone the amount of talent on this album to me did not deliver the album. You're not fucking kidding. You know, which is like you hear Tom Rello slash Duff McKagan, all these music. And it's like to to make us. Oh, my God. This is like just eh. this should be a banger from top to bottom. Yeah. And it's not. No, it's not. It's actually a very weak album. Yeah, very. It's a very weak album. And uh, in full disclosure, I didn't finish this album until this afternoon. Yeah, I. I fin- I listened. Yeah, I of course. I think the post Malone stuff ends the album. If yeah. I'm right, and it was like, oh, it was a hard ending. It was like a hard ending. It really was, you know. Yeah. Um. Let's go through it. Yeah. Straight to hell. No. 
I, I got to agree. It's just a song that belongs in the middle of an album somewhere. Yeah. It's a D, it's it's not an opening track, no. it's not a closing track. This is a B-side. Yeah. This is an album full of B-sides. Yeah, I agree. All my life. That one I enjoyed. Now who'd wrote that one? Uh Duff McKagan, Ozzy, Chad Smith. Okay. Uh Ali Temp uh Tempesi, Andrew Workman. All right. So at least at least the ones that I like is done by musicians that I do like. Yeah. Well, like I said, Duff Duff has a credit on most of these. Okay. Duff, Ozzy, and Chad Smith yeah. have credits on most of these. Okay. Um duh, 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 duh. Okay. Uh goodbye. No. No. It, yeah, there was just a lot of meh. Ordinary man. No. no. Don't like it. I, I, I under the graveyard. That one I liked. That one's decent. It's haunting. And I like that. Yeah. I I, I mean if I'm gonna I pick mean, I'm, if I'm going to pick my favorite track on the record, yeah. it's probably... Yeah, Under the Graveyard, Under the graveyard. Is, is such... And again, it's an, another retrospective Yep. where, I mean, just looking back and it's just haunting. Yeah. Haunting is what I... And it's beautiful. Eat Me. No, that was... <laughs> I honest to God thought that that it was a joke. And when I heard it, I'm like, this is fucking terrible. It is. This is it's not it's not a good song. Today is the end. No. It's not a good song. Scary little green men. Dumb. It even starts out dumb. Yes. <laughs> it's holy and, fr- and the best part is when the scary green men started, I knew that was the song that was coming up. Yep. Cuz I could I was like, "Oh, Jesus, you went with the cliché, didn't you?" I yep. could hear it. It's like uh it's 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 Oh, God. Holy for tonight. No, I don't have that one. It's, it's not good. No. It's a raid. Yeah. It's a ra- Oh, that was a song. Yeah. I don't even remember the titles now at this point. Yep. It's a raid. No. And then you got Take What You Want. That's one of the ones with Post Malone. I hated both of them. I, I, I absolutely hated both of them. I don't think Post Malone belongs on any... Metal album, and I'm all for collaborations. We all know this, but I don't know. I don't get him. I don't. I don't understand how someone like that actually makes it. Well, I will say this: I will defend Post Malone a little bit because he's not your typical rapper. Okay, Post Malone is not your typical hip hop artist. Post Malone actually. Loves and respects rock and roll, first off. Okay? Mm-hmm. He loves and respects rock and roll. He does, uh, and he's a, a really fucking good guitar player and a really good singer in his own right. And not just the rap, you know, the M, the rapping and the MCing stuff. He's actually a very good singer and a very good guitar player. Mm. Do uh, Find some, you can find videos of him playing acoustic stuff, uh, you know, doing acoustic versions of rock songs. Post Malone's a talented cat. Right. And if Ozzy's going to work with somebody in that from that realm, from the hip-hop realm, Post Malone is a pretty logical choice. Because Post, actually, he's got love and respect for the art form of, of heavy metal mm. and rock and roll. Right. And, you know, I, I'm not going to dig... I'm not going to bag on Post Malone. Because I actually kind of enjoy some of his stuff. Yeah, all I know from him is, is, is what he did on these records and... It's just I just was not a fan. Yeah, and I can get that. 
I can get that. I'm not a big fan of what he did on these records, too. But overall, Post is not the reason. There's a hell of a lot worse he could have tried. Ozzy could have tried to collaborate with. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, 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 I guarantee you a lot of the ones that I see on SNL anymore. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he could have tried to do something with like Cardi B, you know? Yeah. Now, if he's going to do any more collaborations like that, let's have, I would do Kesha and maybe some Yeezy. No. What do you mean? No. No. <laughs> no. Ozzy and Eminem. Oh, my. That's a collab I could get. Behind. God, that would be awesome. I don't, I, oh, man. I don't know if Eminem would do it, though. M might. Oh, you know what? There, uh, we, when we went through, uh, we went, when we went through, not uh, ordinary man, the one before it, Black Rain. Yeah, there's a, he he does a collab with uh, he does a collaboration with Elton John on that album. Okay, well yeah. Elton John makes a bit more a bit more sense. Yeah, you know the Brit thing. Yeah, and, and I'm he, not calling you sir. <laughs> uh, how the fuck do you get annoyed? <laughs> but um, I mean. I I I've got nothing but the utmost in respect for Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, me too. And and love for what Ozzy's done and appreciation for what he's given us over the years. Yes, because you and I have been fans forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got I, I I absolutely love most of Ozzy's catalog. Yep. And for me, I'll be completely honest. In my opinion, everything falls off after osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it falls off rapidly. Yeah. But I I don't think it's totally Ozzy's fault that it does. No. I mean, there's I mean, it's difficult for any band that has is around for that long and has in so many decades to remain relevant. Right. And and just on top of what's going to be popular. Right. And with Ozzy, he's lost his main songwriting partner multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when he got when he got the boot from Sabbath. Yeah. He lost that magic. Randy Rhodes passes away. Mm-hmm. He loses that magic. His main writing partner for Bark at the moon and uh, ultimate sin was Jakey e. Lee. Okay. Jakey e. get Jake gets the boot. Thankful. Thankfully. Magic. Thankfully. <laughs> then he's got Zach Wilde as his main writing partner. And, you know, for and understandably so Zach goes out. He wants to go out and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so he steps away for a while and, you know, well, not really away, but OK, Ozzy's not doing anything. So I'm going to go do the, this black label society thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he and he's been in and out of the band like Ozzy's going into the studio. He's doing another record and Zach's going to be on the whole thing. OK, so I'm hoping we can get like a return to that form. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping I'm not a hundred percent hopeful that it will happen, but I would like to see it happen. Yeah, I just, I hope so too. I mean, just 
the majority of the music that I really just I love is is the was the fun music. Yeah, where everybody's having you know, a good time and all that, but they throwing these serious topics around and musically sometimes. Whew, I feel like only I sometimes only Mustaine can do that and still. Yeah, you know, you know, or or, or else you you end up you have the you run the risk if you bring the like the heavy political shit into music, you run the risk of a few things happening. You can either be Must- Dave Mustaine, <laughs> who's who just gives no fucks, and it but it works for Mustaine. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh Holy War. Look at Holy Wars. Yeah. It works, you know. Um, but you also run the risk at the same time of sounding like a complete and utter douchebag. Mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine. Well, we can... we can dis- I don't think they sound like douchebags. Absolute douchebags. I've told you before. I never... I don't listen to them as a political band. How can you not? Because I just enjoy the music. You see, that's the thing is, I don't even enjoy the music. It's like Gorilla Radio. Meh. Down Rodeo. Meh. Um, now I'm trying to think of some, not Bulls on Parade, but Bulls on Parade. They're all good stuff. Oh. Yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree. Oh, I, I love, I love Rage Against the Machine, and I don't even understand half their political stances. I don't understand any of them. I mean, I hear, I hear them. I understand that you know what they're saying, but it's like it's just good music. Yeah, they should they should at least be uh, be genuine enough to change their name to Rage with the Machine. No, no, I think oh, they're, yeah. they're still against the machine. No, they're not. They're just... No, they're not. They were against the. the uh, I don't want to get. I, I know. don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk politics. We're not. I, I, so I said I don't think of them as a political band. I don't think of. I don't even think of Megadeth as a political band, though. Even though, I mean, hell, what's um, oh God, like I know that he has he has Bush on and Bush and Gorbachev are on, Rust in Peace, and some other generic, but I think um, the system has failed. He put so many damn politicians on the system has failed cover. Oh, yeah. You know, but it's like I don't and I know his stuff is very political, extremely political. I've been to his concerts. I've heard his rants. I know. But I never think of his music as, oh, this is a political statement. Yeah. I mean, even if you go back to like Holy Wars. Yeah. That's about the, you know, the war between Britain and the IRA. Yeah. And it's it's just so weird sometimes my brain doesn't connect you know if it's good music it's good music you know yeah. and, well and, and that's where the disconnect is with me and rage against the machine all right it's not fucking good music <laughs> you'll never convince me otherwise i know i know i'm not gonna try i'm not I, I, i'd sooner get you to a nickelback concert obviously you'll get me to a nickelback concert before you'll get me to a rage against the machine concert. speaking of nickelback oh god i heard a cover that they did sad but true was it sad but true it might have been, but I didn't even know it was Nickelback until they said, I was, I was like, this was awesome. And I wanted to tell you right away, but it was too long ago and my brain just left They're, it. They do a cover of Sad But True. I wonder if that was it. The, uh, that well, might not have been it. I saw a live version of them doing it at Rock at the Rock Am Ring Festival. That might not. I don't think it was Sad But True. I thought it was a like Bad Company, maybe. No. 
I don't know. But the one I the the one Nickelback cover that I know off the top of my head is a fucking banger is their cover of Sad But True. But back to Rage Against the Machine for a minute. <laughs> I got to tell you this. Mark and I went to um what we went to see Black Sabbath on the on the final tour at Camden, right? right. Over at the BB&T Pavilion. As we're leaving the Ticketmaster people are there giving away free tickets to the yeah. Prophets of Rage show. Oh, wow. Free tickets to Prophets of Rage. Yeah. You know what I did with them? Oh. Here, have three more to the guy walking next to me. Mm. You couldn't give me, literally could not give me free tickets to see that show. All right, all right. And the song Nickelback did was The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Really? Yes. And they don't do it with a fiddle. They do it with a guitar. And I first thing I thought is, oh, Eric would love to hear this. Actually, I'm intrigued. I do want to hear that. Because as much as I shit on Nickelback, <laughs> and I shit on Nickelback as much as <laughs> any other band, um, they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But if I have to hear another song about Chad Kroger's junk, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I mean, and what like what, what songs are about his junk? Holy shit! What do you listen to, dude? Listen to something in your mouth. I forgot about that. <laughs> I remember. Oh my god! I remember that song. Holy shit! That's an awesome song. What's the one that they did? Was are they the ones that did the one where like they liked something and then at the, it's the same shit later on they hate it and all that? It's like mm. I like the way you smack. Or no, that's not the no. One. That's puddle of mud. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not thinking. It's like it's something that I like. I, everything was like, and then it turns into I hate. I think that was Nickelback. God. I'm oh not- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the song you're talking about. Yeah. I I know the song you're talking about. Ah, uh, God! What the fuck yeah, is that? There song? was, I mean, that was a wonderful period of. One music. of my old bands used to play that. Um, shit, uh, zero to sixty played that. <laughs> fuck, I can't remember the song now. Yeah. Um, but actually, we fire. I fired our drummer because he wanted to play like a whole bunch of Nickelback. <laughs> um, like when "How You Remind Me" first dropped. Yeah, I love that song. I think that's a great song. To this day, I dig that song. Okay. Nickelback just it's like <laughs> fuck. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Give me something different. I don't know. I think I think they were like, you know, the the version of ACDC for that generation. It was familiar music. Kind of. That was, you know, and they stayed with it. And I, and I and I enjoyed them. I you know, I enjoyed like stuff like Puddle of Mud. I, uh, Hinder. Hind I like Hinder. Um I'm trying to think of some of the other great bands that came around at that time. Let, let, let's stick with Puddle of Mud just for, yeah. or not Puddle of Mud just for a second. Let's stick with uh, Nickelback just All for right. a second. They do have one song that I absolutely love, hundred percent, and I, I I give Chad Kroger all the respect in the world for even writing this song and performing it. Um, it's called uh, "Side of a Bullet." No, oh. he wrote that song. Uh, after Dimebag Daryl was murdered. Okay. And uh it's it's a you know it's about his feelings toward what happened with mm-hmm. Dime. And Vinnie Paul actually gave Kroger 
an unused guitar solo from Dime hmm. to use for that song, which I think is super yeah. cool. It's a very cool song. If you've never heard it, check it out. It's called Side of a Bullet. Yeah. Uh, I, that's my uh, 100% my favorite Nickelback song. But that being said, I, there is some Nickelback shit I like. Yeah, Rockstar. It, that's a fucking catchy song. It is. That's a catchy <laughs> ass song. Yeah. You know, and, and the video's fun, but like shit like Photograph, I'm just like, no, fuck off. That's the that's the ballad. No. Did they do? Did they do porn star dancing or I no? Thinking? That's um. Who the hell was porn star <laughs> dancing? Well, no. Kroger Chad Kroger does do a vo- uh, a verse on it, and Zach Wild plays the guitar solo. Uh, Snacky played that fucking song. See, um, <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is I was always able to put my feelings aside if the song would go over well, you know. Because a, a bar band has to be a jukebox with a pulse. Yeah. They want to hear Nickelback? I'll play fucking Nickelback. Mm-hmm. There's one that I draw that line. I won't do it. And I told Chuck and Earl, I'll quit the band before I do it. Hmm. Mar- Marilyn Manson. Oh, well. I don't know that anybody really wants to hear. I mean, I can't imagine. That's like so niche that you would have to be a, in a certain type of bar. If you're in a if you're in a bar where that crowd wants to hear Marilyn Manson, that's a different type of bar. Yeah, and they don't even want to hear that at Jabberjaws. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would like to. to I want to. Oh man, I, I would. Oh god, I hate I hate that I'm so old that it's like I can't go to a goth bar anymore. No, it'd we, just be weird. We wouldn't fit. Speaking of also, uh, Lisa in, we might be getting invited to. Well, we're, we're invited to a wedding. No, I'm sorry. Birthday party. We were at the wedding. A birthday party. Okay. And the theme is come as, you know, uh, like a rock star. Uh-huh. Right? So, you know, my kid's throwing out all this, you know, shit that I should be going to and all that. Like, no, no, no. And I said, you know what? If I if I if we go, I'm doing meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lean into it. Puffy shirt. I'll get, I'll get the puffy shirt. I'll get the handkerchief. You know, and I'll, and I'll before I go in, I'll just like spray water on my face. <laughs> you got the build for it. That's the only reason I'm saying do meatloaf. This body doesn't say Steven Tyler. No, this, this is, you know, no, it like, doesn't. And it's like I got there's like two musicians I could do: John Popper, before, <laughs> and meatloaf. There's not a lot of heavy set musicians out there. The guy from. Uh, Bowling for Soup. <laughs> yeah, the guitar player from Bowling for Soup. You could do Fletcher Drag from Pennywise. I don't even know that band. Okay. Jesus Christ. Maybe someone from P.O.D. You know what? <laughs> you could do Chuck Billy from Testament. Chuck Billy. No one's going to know Chuck Billy. <laughs> it's like, who are you? A hippie? Chuck Billy. Who? Ch- Ch- never mind. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh... Yeah, there's not a lot of heavy set musicians out there. You know, that were heavy set when they were popular. Now, oh yeah, I just I was watching a POD video. You could be clown from Slipknot. Oh, I could be any member of Slipknot. Nah <laughs> now nah, most of those guys are are, are, are pretty I are pretty fit. Don't don't you Corey Taylor be mad you'd say I can't be any member of Slipknot. I could be anybody I want from Slipknot. Except you couldn't be Corey. Because Corey, Corey's kind of fit. If 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 I knew somebody in prosthetics, I would love to go as a member of Guar. 
you know what? <laughs> um, my buddy Rick Hanshaw has an odorous costume. I I don't know. I think Beefcake the Mighty is more my uh, yeah my speed or Blothar. No Beefcake. I like you know Beefcake a lot. Beefcake, Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your dreams. You can reach your goals. Oh man. Uh, Ozzy, I mean, uh, let's get back to Ozzy because oh, uh, we'll get ready to. That's what we were talking yeah, about. Get ready to button this up. Um, Ozzy, you cannot understate or you can't overstate mm-hmm. his influence on heavy metal. No. Uh, I mean, he's he's if you were to build a Mount Rushmore of heavy metal, the first fucking face you're carving into it is Ozzy Osbourne's. Period. Point blank. Yeah. You know, he was the voice of Black Sabbath, who are the progenitors of, yeah. of heavy metal. There is no metal without Black Sabbath. And he's he's an anomaly in the music world because he had a wildly successful band and then a wildly successful solo career. Yeah. You don't see that often. You you don't see that often. And it's still in media. Yeah. In some form. He's still going. He's 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 still making music. It's it's just how I mean it's just amazing. You know what he does, and you know, and the stuff that we didn't touch on in the albums, uh, the cover albums he did. Yeah, the under the, undercover, the and, secret songs. Yeah, which has some beautiful stuff on it. The live albums. I mean, he's just, dude. Um, even even going back to speak of the devil. Yes, it's a great record. It is. Uh, Brad Gillis's guitar work is fantastic. The only dig that you could possibly have is there's no Ozzy solo stuff mm. and understandably so because at the time the wound from from Randy's dying was way too fresh yeah but he did come out he did put out the tribute album mm-hmm. which was supposed to be released when uh, Speak of the Devil was released mm-hmm. um, the tribute album is fucking amazing front to back um, that's Randy Rhodes showing his true powers on the guitar because there's no studio magic. And this is 1981. And the best part is that his version of Paranoid Uh on that album is amazing. Yeah. You know, he, he just, he hits everything perfectly. Yeah. Um, and and, and then you get onto the live stuff with Zach, Mm -hmm. the live and loud double album. Yeah. Live and Loud's a great album. That's fan, that's you know, that's that's Ozzy in in some ways at the peak of his powers right there. Because mm-hmm. Ozzy's always been a great live performer. Oh yeah. Um, and well, then you got the Live at Budokan. That one I didn't hear. That's uh, the, he did an EP at okay. Bu- from Budokan. Uh, very good, very good stuff. It's you know Zach Wild, Randy Castillo. Ozzy and I think Robert Trujillo is actually on. Yes, Robert Trujillo was in the band at one point. Yes, um, that well, that was at also at the time that Trujillo was playing with Black Label Society. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Ozzy, he's always surrounded himself with stellar musicians. Oh yeah, great songwriters. Um, up until the last few records, yeah. And even then, some of the songwriting is really good, but it, I don't know so much if it fits Ozzy. Mm. Maybe that's where the disconnect is. Could be. It also could be, you know, and, and the fact is we're getting older. Yeah. And we've we've accustomed ourselves to a sound that we like. 
And I think of sometimes a lot of the newer stuff from a lot of bands I listen to, just it can't compare to the stuff that I started with. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I saw somebody, I saw a, a thing actually on TikTok. What's a musical hot take <laughs> that you're willing to, you know, a, a, a musical hill you're willing to die on a thousand percent of the time. Okay. And this guy had a very interesting point, and it has nothing to do with Ozzy, but you'll understand. Yeah. Load and Reload aren't bad albums. It's just not what you're fucking used to. Oh, exactly true. Exactly true. And that's that comes that's where the I actually did like Load and Reload. So did I. I thought it was a a a, a, a departure, but it was, like, it was it wasn't a bad departure. No. You know. And it's like I had to like secretly like those two albums. I dude, I was I didn't even like them in secret. I'm like, "No, this is good." Well, I it was I was like always when you weren't around, when you left me <laughs> for Panama, I was like the metal guy uh-huh. for like my other group of friends, you know? So it's like they would kind of look to me, and that's why when the Carcass and Cannibal Corpse and Deicide stuff started, they were like, dude, you're going a bit too far with that. Yeah. You know, I'm getting told my music is a little bit on the extreme side. Right. You know. Whereas, you know, I, I used to have, like, <laughs> since I couldn't get that shit in the PX, right? Yeah. I couldn't. And there's... Uh, there was very few music stores in Panama City, Panama. Mm. You know, so and I couldn't get the stuff on post because they didn't carry it. I would have my mom <laughs> buy me buy me these CDs and send them to me. You know, my mom, uh, not just metal. I had my mom buy, you know, mom, this is my wish list. You know, I would, yeah. I'd write her out a wish list and she would send me CDs. Cannibal Corpse, Deicide. Carcass, mm-hmm. um, rancid, you know, metal and punk, yeah, stuff I couldn't find, you know, and and I was the weird, I was the fucking weird guy in the barracks listening to this shit, mm-hmm. you know. You had Broussard who's listening to hip hop and Cajun music, <laughs> you know, and, and and Broussard and I, you know, we bonded over NWA, yeah. oddly enough, you know. Here's a white dude from Louisiana, a white dude from Pennsylvania, and a Choctaw Indian from Mississippi, uh, you know, Zeke. And here we are sitting fucking playing spades, listening to N.W.A. Mm-hmm. And all right, my turn to throw something on the CD player. And I throw in like an Outcome the Wolves by Rancid. Yeah. Or I throw on Heartwork by Carcass. Oh, that's a good album. Oh, it's a great album. And all right, Zeke, your turn. So Zeke, now Zeke to this day Lives and dies by 80s hair metal. And I <laughs> fucking love the guy for love, it. I love the guy. I didn't even meet him. I love <laughs> the guy for it. Uh, Zeke love, you know, lives and dies by 80s hair metal. You know, you see pictures of him on Facebook all the time. He's still, still rocking the Motley Crue shirt. <laughs> and that, that was Zeke's. You know, Zeke is still to this day the 80s metal guy. Mm-hmm. So back then, you know, like we'd be listening um, or like an even better one. Like we would go from NWA and then Bo would put on Nathan and the Zydeco cha-chas. Jesus. Or Wayne Toops. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. You know, you learn to do the, you when you do the two-step Mamu. <laughs> and then I throw on some death metal. Yeah. Zeke throws on some 80s metal. You know, it's good times, man. But um, shit. I think, I think, you may have you may be onto something there. I think maybe our tastes have just 
altered ever so slightly and we're so and me especially and I'll I'll own this mm-hmm. with Ozzy I'm such a fan of the first two albums yeah that that to me is the measuring stick and it's a big fucking measuring stick yeah and I think that's where we always are it's like we I think we measure sometimes we measure the bands based on the albums that we started with yeah you know I mean, I started my Metallica journey with Master of Puppets. Okay. You know? So it's like, I didn't even know about the stuff before that. Right. So it's like, you know, that's why I say Master of Puppets is a better album than Justice and Kill Em All. Master of Puppets is my favorite Metallica album. It, it's mine too. You know? And that and I, my journey there with Metallica started with Puppets. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that the other albums are terrible. But if somebody's like, oh, yeah, Kill Em All is the best one. That is one you started with. Right. But I think that goes with like, it's almost like that just is like weirdly how it has, seems to just happen. And it's not, you know, and yeah, the later album, even and I'm going to say this not to be sacrilegious, but even like Motorhead's last album uh-huh. wasn't the strongest to me. No. You know, I, I'll agree with you. You know, but. Uh, but still, he kept it. You know, up to the end. Yeah, Le- uh, Lemmy was the, Lemmy was the but definition also, of rock. But stars. also, I don't think you can play the the rhythms that he plays at speed that he does at the age and the health he was. No, you know there are limitations, but sometimes the bands don't lean into those limitations right as much as they could. Right. All right, let's put a bow on this. We're over two hours in. Yeah, we we did it. We did it. Done did it now. Yeah, we done did it. <laughs> yes. Um. Favorite Ozzy album? Ultimate Sin. Okay. <laughs> Mine's Diary of a Madman. But all in all, Ozzy has had and continues to have a fantastic career. Yep. Uh, the guy still sells out sells out everywhere he goes. Yep. Still puts on a great show. I mean, I've the last time I saw them was on the Black Sabbath, the end tour. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw Ozzy perform live. And he didn't get tired until about an hour into the show. Mm-hmm. That's when he, he started to see it a little bit. But, uh, you know, I got nothing but love and respect for Ozzy. Yeah, me too. Um, the, I like these deep dives. Oh, me too. I like these deep dives. Let's uh, let's let's plan another one. Mm-hmm. All right. So go out and listen to some Ozzy. Yes. Just uh, tread lightly on the last few yeah, records. Yeah. New, old. I mean, you know, just. Go on YouTube, all on YouTube, just hit hit one and you'll find, you know, and I always say this, just listen to an album cover to cover. Yep. I, that is something, and I was telling the kid this, that this, I think generations, when CDs came out and the shuffle feature came on and multi-disc players, they lost that. Yeah. Just putting on an album and I'm going to listen to this from song one to the end. And then put in another one. And it doesn't matter what's on it. Yep. And I think that's a lot of that's lost now. It it's is. all for the single. Yep. And uh that's the end of it. Yeah, it is. And you know, and that's I think that may be a reason that a lot of bands don't have the longevity mm-hmm. that the bands from our era did. Yeah. Um, you'll never see another Metallica. Nope. You'll never see another Aerosmith. Mm-mm. You'll never see the closest you're ever gonna see is going right now and it's Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Slipknot may be the last big album band. Yeah. 
you know, because everything now is geared toward the single. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a shame. It really is because there's a lot of brilliant music out there that gets buried because it's an album cut. Mm hmm. And your favorite Ozzy song off of Ultimate Sin was what? Oh, geez. Thank God for the bomb. No, 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 no. Killer was, of Giants. No, uh, shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. Okay, that was a single, so that one doesn't count. I'm just, Jesus no, 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 no. From where I'm going. <laughs> I know. It's just... uh, but like my favorite Ozzy song is an album cut. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite Ozzy song is it, it, it's a fucking album cut. It's Mr. Crowley. Yeah. You know, and dig a little deeper than mm-hmm. the single. You know, everybody's got Spotify, or in your case, Pandora. Um, everybody's got a streaming service. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Apple Music, Pandora, Spotify, um, YouTube Music, mm-hmm. whatever. Do yourself a favor. Dig a little deeper than the single, okay? When you get onto your Spotify, go into the discography of an artist. And if you're on Pandora, just right-click and actually select Deep Cuts. Hmm. There you go. But I mean, I mean, but whatever it is you do, um, for once, I'm not going to slag you off for having Pandora. Um, you know, do whatever <laughs> it is you do, but dig a little deeper. Scratch beyond the surface of the al- of the of the single. There's some beautiful music out there mm-hmm. for you to discover if you go a little past the uh, go a little past, you know, what they release as a video. Yeah. Um, and by all means, go out, listen to some Ozzy, you know, give, give, give John Michael Osborne some love. <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter where you jump in, just jump in. Yeah. You'll, 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 you'll be a better, you'll be a better music fan for appreciating some Ozzy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for, uh, thanks for everything. See, uh, uh, see you in a week. Um, find us on TikTok. Oh, no, not them. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Till next time, I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later.